0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.
1: The Chicago Bulls got the news yesterday that they've been waiting for The disabled player exception was approved. Now, how are the Bulls planning to use that? We'll talk about a little bit on that on today's episode. We'll also talk about my thoughts coming out of Summer League the Bulls salary cap situation, and diving into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot. For everything Chicago Bulls related, I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. But let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So I dropped an emergency video yesterday after the disabled player exception was approved. Went over things a little bit, but I want to get into a little bit more detail on it on today's episode before we jump into other things. So yes, the disabled player exception was approved for the Chicago Bulls, which allows them to acquire any free agent uh, that they that they that they that's out that's out there and so that basically what they can do is they can give a one-year deal to any free agent anybody who's clears waivers anything like that up to 10.2 million dollars now that does not mean that the Bulls can uh split it up between multiple players it's not like a mid-level exception I got one of those questions in the comments yesterday no the Bulls cannot split up this exception between other players it has to be um, at a just one player. It's one acquisition that the Bulls can make on it. They can trade for a player in the last year of their deal. They have to only have one year left on that deal. That does not uh, include, even if they have a partial or non-guaranteed, second uh, part of that deal. So they have to be in the actual last year of their contract. Now, as far as restricted free agents, the Bulls cannot acquire a restricted free agent like P.J. Washington, because a lot of you guys are asking that as well, with this type of exception because restricted free agents have to be offered at least a two-year deal. Now, the second year can be an option, basically making it a one-year deal, but with this exception, the Bulls cannot even offer that. So it would have to be, have to be, right, not an option. It would have to be a a non-restricted free agent. So restricted free agents like P.J. Washington, it's not happening. So I know a lot of guys asked about P.J. Washington potentially being that it does not allow for that. But there are players that the Bulls can, you know, go out and acquire. We'll talk about that here in a second. So right now, the Bulls' salary cap situation is this. Regardless of the disabled player exception or not, they're hard capped at $72.3 million. That's below the luxury tax. With Iodasumu, right, because his qualifying offer cannot be rescinded now, with Iodasumu's um, you know, qualifying offer and two vet minimum contracts the Bulls are gonna are roughly going to be at 165.3 million dollars. What does that mean? That means that it, roughly the Bulls have a, a, a less than eight million dollars that they can use of that. So now, if Sumu goes somewhere else, of course that changes some things. Uh, the Bulls can decide to carry only 14 players on the roster. Now that is going to eliminate as well one of their two-way contracts. So the Bulls have some options at their disposal. It's still going to take AK being smart about what he's doing, but right now. You know, the the Bulls, they 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 got to figure some things out, right? It's, it's not going to be as easy and as straightforward as what some fans are thinking. $72 million, 72 point, $172.3 million is what we're hard capped at. With Io sumo again, and two vet minimum players, that puts us at 165.3. So, you know, we end up seeing what the Bulls have. Uh, You know, they also can come off Carly Jones' contract. He's not been fully guaranteed yet. They have until October 16th. To decide on Carly Jones, so that could free some things up, and ultimately, you know, the Bulls do need some forward depth. They, we have tons of guards on this roster. Doesn't mean that the Bulls won't won't may not look at a guard or maybe a two slash three or something like that, but we're very guard heavy, so we look at some of the 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 forward depth that's out there. Of course, Kelly Oubre Junior is one that absolutely the Bulls could look to try to acquire. You also have Markeith Morris, Christian Wood. Uh, Trendon Watford, who a lot of people have brought up. I really do like him. And then you also have our own free agents in Derek Jones Jr. and Javante Green, who we really haven't heard much about getting offers or even visiting or meeting with other teams at all. What I think is the most likely scenario, in my opinion, is that the Bulls, depending on what happens with Io, Io's probably gonna be back, and I think he should be back. I know a lot of Bulls fans, you know, are ready to come up off Io, but I think more than likely he's probably gonna come back on that qualifying offer. I do think the Bulls are gonna eventually Probably probably non-guaranteed, probably come off Carly Jones' deal. I wouldn't mind at all if they, you know, bring in Javon Freeman-Liberty on a training camp deal and kind of let him and Carly kind of battle it out for that last guard spot. But overall, you know, the Bulls are probably going to bring uh, use that disabled player exception, it, well, if they use it, to acquire somebody, and then it's probably going to be one of our own free agents. I will not be surprised if one of Javante Green or Derrick Jones Jr. are back on this roster on a vet minimum contract, right? Just to kind of fill out the back end of the bench, which the Bulls do need some help on the back end of that bench, especially, you know, for injuries to kind of go go into that type of thing if anything happens. But, you know, that's where we sit right now. And so I know a lot of people are thinking and hoping that this means a huge acquisition is coming, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. Now, it could also mean that Arnold Lulop bits him is is maybe what they are going to bring over, right? Maybe uh, the Bulls look at him as somebody like, even though it was initially uh rumored to be a two-way contract maybe they look at it to be something but again those rumors have kind of died down everywhere else still hasn't reported as being a bull there's like overseas uh outlets have him reported as coming to the chicago bulls his wikipedia page hasn't been the chicago bull uh somebody mentioned on twitter yesterday how he was working out with the with the rockets it seemed like that was a non uh sanctioned work so it wasn't like he was officially training with the rockets they were kind of just shooting around and ha- and having some fun there so Fitzham is stateside. So whatever that means, you can take that for what you what you want. But uh, right now, not every, it's, it, we, we don't know, right? Not, nothing's necessarily guaranteeing he's going to be an uh, acquisition by the Bulls either. So kind of everything's up in air right now when it comes to um, the Chicago Bulls and what they do. AK hopefully has a plan. Hopefully, you know, knows already what he's going to do. I wouldn't be surprised if even maybe in the next, you know, 24 hours or so, we kind of get the next couple last few deals with the Chicago Bulls. I do think that there are some free agents as well waiting to see what happens with this Dame Lillard thing. Because if Dame does go to the Miami Heat, best believe there are going to be some free agents, maybe even our own, and like a Derek Jones Jr. or something that are willing to take the vet minimum to go there and try to win a ring. Maybe rehab, go back out to uh, rehab their, their 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 value, go back out to free agency the year later. Maybe at that point there'll be there'll be players that are either part of a championship team are part of a championship run and can get paid that way. So I do think that those things are kind of around the NBA as well that 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 players are waiting on, but I would not be surprised if the Bulls kind of make their next next set of moves and kind of d- tell us where they're going to go sooner rather than later. Um, also, they may be, you know, waiting on to see what Iowa's going to do. If Iowa's just going to sign that one-year qualifying offer, which him and P.J. Washington may do, you know, you just never know. So we'll end up seeing... AK, AK's had a, a very smart offseason, right? That's the way that I'm gonna It hasn't been active, I'm really, well, too overly active. It hasn't been, you know, the big type moves that people were, were, were buying on. Really, when you look at it, AK, considering that, yes, they were going to run it back because uh, we've already talked about it. Vooch would have walked. We would have been in a way worse situation. They had to bring Vooch back. I like that they brought Kobe back at a value worth less than the mid-level exception. But considering that those things were foregone conclusions, which I have been telling you guys for a couple of months, ak made been very smart about the way he's gone over offseason. Acquiring Julian Phillips, a player with a lot of high upside, right? Then locking him in to a four-year rookie deal so we're not back in this situation that we're with IO anytime soon, right? Doing those type of things. Getting Vooch and Kobe at team-friendly deals going out and getting two veterans that both have a huge number of playoff experience, probably the most playoff experience uh, other than DeMar DeRozan now on the team, right? And Javon Carter and Torrey Craig that both bring shooting and the defense that we need as well. AK's been very smart this offseason. Again, I use that word very intentionally. It's been a very smart offseason for Arturis Karnasova and Mark Eversley. Not as many as the big moves that, we, that some Bulls fans would have wanted to see but have been very smart and calculated in what he's gone about. And I think it's going to be the same with this disabled player exception, right? But so we'll end up seeing, you guys know, news drops, eye drops. So anytime something happens, you'll get a video from me shortly thereafter recapping what went down. But outside of that, right, let's get back into, you know, kind of the topics for today and Summer League, right? I want to, I want to kind of give my thoughts on Summer League. So one thing, with Dalen Terry struggling from shooting, if the Bulls are looking at a need, a bench scoring being a need, especially if Kobe White ends up being the starting point guard. If he if he's not, if he's coming off the bench, this can kind of go away some. But the Bulls may look to add some wing depth with Dalen Terry struggling shooting. Now, I've said this before, and it doesn't change it. Dalen Terry, if he is getting, given a role with the Chicago Bulls, scoring and shooting is not going to be even probably the top five things he's going to be asked to do right away when he's getting minutes for the Bulls. The things that he's going to be asked to do, he's done pretty well, right? As far as you know, defense, getting steals, getting out in transition, passing in transition has been really good for him as well. Those type of things, the energy plays, those things he's done well even in summer league. But with that said, if the Bulls do look at and say we may need a little bit of scoring here coming off the bench, they may look to add some wing depth and a score there. Which whether it's it's a Terrence Ross or it's a Kelly Oubre Jr. if they're willing, if they're, he can come at, at, at less money, considering it doesn't really seem to be a market for him, they may look to do something like that. I don't necessarily think that's that's experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way, and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about myBookie—you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. For, a for sure thing, but it is something that they could look towards depending on how AK views the needs on this roster. Now, uh, as far as Javon Freeman-Liberty, who was the star of Summer League for the Chicago Bulls over the course of their four games, Javon Freeman-Liberty deserves uh, at, at the, the, the very minimum a training camp invite and the right to take that spot from Carleek Jones, if Carleek even still has it at that point. Javon Freeman-Liberty has absolutely earned that and if by some stretch that ayo Dasumu does sign with another team and we don't match and he goes to another team, Javon Freeman-Liberty needs to be the first one up to replace him, right? I'm not saying don't sign Io to bring in Javon Freeman-Liberty, but I am saying that um, he's, he's definitely earned that, that shot and that opportunity. The best player over the course of Summer League, 50% shooting overall throughout those four games, yes. Summer League is not the NBA. That level of competition isn't even close. But I think the skill set that he showed, and while we'll talk about maybe a need for bench scoring, Javon Freeman-Liberty has shown enough to say, hey, maybe he can serve that role for the Chicago Bulls. So let me know what you guys think on that. Now, Julian Phillips, he's raw but showed a lot of promise. I like the potential of Julian Phillips even more than what I did coming into it. He's at least proven, at least somewhat, that the the concerns over his shot were maybe a little bit overblown. And he's shown that there's enough reason to think and believe he's going to be able to Turn that shot around, get him working with Peter Patton, get him working down there and developing. I think that maybe not in year one, but I think a year or season or so from now, getting a full season of working out, being in the NBA training room, another offseason. Don't be surprised if that that three point shot ends up being a weapon in his arsenal that wasn't initially thought. Right. The Bulls locking him up on a four year deal, uh, a little under six million dollars guaranteed. I think also signifies that they are going to believe in his potential and be invested in it for the foreseeable future and I really like Julian Phillips and his promise the Bulls could have gotten some quality depth there at that uh in the second round and then you know that's that's special so we'll see what that happens and then Sinago. Adama Sinago absolutely is going to benefit from a year in the g league I think that we've seen in in the summer league his his ability right away is going to be rebounding both offensively and defensively but then getting those putbacks right His shot, I don't know if it's ever going to be quick enough for him to really get his shot off in the NBA as far as that jump shot. It's extremely slow, especially the three-point shooting. But if he is left wide open, if he's he's caught open on a mismatch or something and he's wide open in the mid-range of the three-pointer, hey, he's going to probably be able to knock that down because he'll have enough time at that point. But I think he's going to benefit greatly from being at least a year in the G League with how not necessarily raw he is, but just how he has to acclimate to the speed of the game So I think those things are going to help him as well. But overall, Summer League, a lot of positives come out of Summer League. Again, in the perspective of what Summer League is, right? Nobody is saying, at least not me, that those skills are going to translate one for one at the NBA level. But Summer League is to see kind of what you have, right? And and what you need to work on to going into, you know, G League season and things like that for some of these players. And, you know, players like Nate Darling, who some people try to compare from, he's not ready for the NBA. He may be in our G League system. I hope to see him there. Uh, Henry Drell, I hope to see there as well. Jante Porter, I wouldn't mind. And as you guys know, I'm planning on doing G League update episodes once a week. We're playing uh, highlights, going over games and things that happen in the G League. I'll, I'll definitely be watching those guys closely and giving you kind of updates on their progress and how they're working out in the G League as well. But alright, we got one voicemail that I want to get into before we leave today, and this one is from JTA.
0: Hey, what's up, hey? This is JT. Hey, so
1: I wanted to send this um,
0: voicemail in because um, I don't know if it's true, but I was listening to um, Shabu's podcast um, and I think it was Bobby that was saying that uh, P-Will allegedly went up to uh, the front office and told, I guess, AK and Mark Eversley that he want to play the wing. And so this is my thoughts on it. I'm 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 a big fan of Patrick Williams. I always felt like he he should play the 3. I mean, he could play the 4, but I just feel like he a natural like point forward. It's just that Billy Donovan for whatever reason don't want to do that and I think that in the long run that's going to hurt us because I think we could find some success with it because um especially when like DeMar leaves and we still got Zach Zach will just play off the ball. But I was thinking about Justin uh not was Justin Phillips, and uh, I knew uh, – I'm sorry, Julian Phillips, our new draft pick. And I was thinking, let's just say we trade DeMont. I think that, okay, they brought in Justin Phillips. We already know, like, T-Will is, is part of our future. And we, me personally, I think that the that the future of the team should be like this. I think that instead of putting Patrick Williams at the four, they should let Ju- Julian Phillips play the four and let Patrick Williams play on the wing like he has he get a chance to handle the ball. He could pass the ball. You know, he could obviously he our uh, statistically our best three point shooter, and he got good defense. So I don't know. I just think that that'd be good. Especially if we got like two big wings. I mean, even though one is playing a in Julian Phillips. But that's just me. I think you know eventually we are gonna have to trade demar I think the writing is on the wall, in my opinion. That's just me. Only because like we know like the the ceiling for this team, like they big three is like super small. It's like this year. And I think it's done. And if we struggling, I think you gonna look up and somebody gonna be gone. Um, I just don't think that Demar is the piece to go forward with because he's about to be 35 and he don't fit our timeline. So and his contract expiring. So, um, I don't know. I, I just let me know what you think. P. Will at the three. Just Julian Phillips at the four. And then we just you know see where the chips may fall. Let me know what you think, Hayes.
1: All right, and so I know it's a it's a common thing to say, P-Will back at the three, P-Will back at the three, P-Will back at the three. And I need people to really go back and look at where, how, and the spots that P-Will was used at when he did play three his rookie season to now, it's the exact same. P-Will is fine at power forward. He has the size, uh, the strength, and the, the wingspan to play power forward in this league. I'm not somebody who is like, oh, it's, just, it's simple. Let's move P-Will back to the three, and that unlocks something. Until P-Will unlocks what's in between his ears, it doesn't matter what position you can put him in. You can put him at the three. You can put him at the four. You can put him at, at, at in the middle of the court playing, uh, doing the Jesus pose. It don't matter. Nothing is going to help him until he ultimately unlocks some aggression. And P will... Is, is fine at the four. He's absolutely fine at the four. Moving P-Will to the wing actually exposes some of his weaknesses even more. P-Will is not laterally quick at all. Now, he can, like many other players have learned, to use their length to overcome a lack of lateral quickness, but some of the the faster threes in the league, the, the quicker threes, would absolutely give P-Will fits. And because P-Will hasn't been an offensive weapon for us as of yet, shoot, shooting the three-point shots become one for him. But you know, I think it negates a lot of his overall pluses putting him at the three. I understand why that mindset sets there. I really do think a lot of fans as well just hold on to the thought process of him being the three because that was his first position when he came in. But P. Will is not, like, the modern NBA is going to things different. Yes, there are some still traditional size fours and bigs and lineups, but how did that work for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks last year? Like, I'm just saying, like, it depends on roster makeup. Now, there's absolutely a way that the roster can go that would make more sense for P-Will to play the three. But it I don't, I'm not, I'm a I fight against the thought process of, oh, just move P-Will back to the three. It fixes everything. It doesn't fix shit, really. Not in my opinion. Now, as far as Julian Phillips at the four, I'm gonna throw this in there. We also have Dalen Terry, and just about anything you can say about Dalen Terry, you can say about Julian Phillips as well as far as like potential and things like that. They have a similar plan uh, as far as potential. Now, I think that Dalen Terry doesn't have the offensive upside that Julian Phillips does. But there is a thing, like, not every player that you draft is meant to be a starter, right? And some could say that, hey, that could apply for P. Will as well. But I'm just saying, Julian Phillips absolutely could be the long-term four. And that could be one of the things, especially if Julian Phillips, three takes aim and ends up being a really good weapon for him, that that could mean making it more sense of P. Will moving to the three. One could say also Dalen Terry in his ascent could make more sense moving Dalen Terry to the three and then moving Patrick, and keeping Patrick Williams at the four. The the I've always said this, The the one of the biggest benefits of Patrick Williams in general is he adds flexibility with how you can build out the rest of your roster, because you can use him at the three or use him at the four. So depending on how the Bulls roster goes forward into the future, I think that's ultimately what's going to dictate what his long-term position is. Now, as far as him playing point forward, he can do that at the four. Now, we see players do it at the five. So I don't really, like, point forward, I think it could be a really good weapon for P. Will eventually with his playmaking ability, but it just has to come down to he still has to want it. And until P. Will realizes the way that he needs to play, the the aggression and energy level that's going to need to be sustained, it almost doesn't matter what position you put him in. That's my opinion. Don't expect everyone to share that. You guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. But that is it. That's my time for today. Make sure you guys are following us at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Bulls Central Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag episode, which goes down tomorrow and Sunday. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys and like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of The Break Media.
1: Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture.